welcome to the Projector Planet Podcast, your curated guide to the energy of the week through the lens of astrology and human design. Join fellow projectors and planetary translators, Katrina and Liz, as we dive deep into the charts to help you understand how the cosmic forecast will affect you. This will allow you less resistance and more flow. Whether you're brand new to planetary transits, a seasoned astrologer, or simply curious about the basics of human design, especially as it relates to projectors, the Projector Planet Podcast is your portal to enlightenment. We invite all like-hearted souls to join us on this adventure in self-discovery. Subscribe now to the Projector Planet Podcast and let us be your guides to a universe of understanding your unique astrological gifts and stepping into your true power according to your design. Welcome back to the Projector Planet Podcast. My name is Liz and I'm here with one of my favorite projectors on the planet, Katrina. And we are here to talk about the week of November 13th through the 18th. Uh, we don't have too many, like, we're not going to go like a lot of day by day. It's only like really two days that are important um, that have, but it's it's really the overall theme of uh, replenishment. So why don't you go into that? A little bit? Yeah, it's a really good time um, to let ourselves retreat and rest and be held Um we know we're being called, you know, to journey forward. And so this is about seeding the light, laying the foundations and committing to whatever the divine plan looks like for you in your life. And right now is a good time to just set intentions, to call in your tribe of powerful change makers, um, because you do not have to do this alone. You know, I think it's not about us just doing everything by ourselves as a no. lone wolf. It's about just making sure we're connecting with the right people. Yes. Um, really time to stop overthinking. Um, face your true north and move forward. I feel like for many of us, we feel like we've been training for this for lifetimes. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of redemption here. Um, a lot of, I think we're going to feel that within finally that we only ever needed our own redemption. Mm. Um, pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, we we're talking a lot about um, the divine feminine and the divine masculine energy. And a lot of us have been um, operating from wounded feminine and wounded masculine. And I don't even, like, feminine and masculine to me even kind of, because I, it's not gender. It's a duality. It's an energy. So when we're talking about masculine, we're talking about going out and doing something, putting yourself out there, putting, you know, um, forward action, hustle, you know, think of a male part, if you will, and it kind of like sticks out and <laughs> goes and sticks into things. Um, and then of course, then you have, and, and it's represented by the one in numerology. And it's also in the, in human design, the first gate is a very masculine is the most yang gate that there is. And then you have two energy, which is the divine feminine. It is receiving. It is intuitive. It is it is trusting. Uh, it knows that things will be provided. Um, and so we're gonna go into this a lot more um, because a lot of a lot of women we are operating out of a wounded masculine energy, and so it's because we've been part of it is conditioning we weren't really taught how to be women we were taught how to be mothers 
Uh, and so, you know, by our mothers mothering us, we, that's, we tend to mother people, other people that don't want to be mothered. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that is coming from a wounded place and wanting to control everything, wanting to, um, you know, know about everything so that we can somehow in, exert our, to feel safe, really. It's, it's about uh, feeling safe. So we're going to talk about the new moon in Scorpio uh, at 20 degrees, which is, again, a two, which is a feminine, um, opposing Uranus uh, opposite Mars in, um, where? Scorpio. <laughs> Scorpio. I'm like, wait a um, minute. And it's not her fault. Those were my wrong notes. There's actually a conjunction to oh, Mars. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I apologize. Um, but yeah, so for the collective, this is really about um, us coming together and putting them feminine traits out there, right? Putting them more soft, receptive traits out there. Um, the new moon is opposing Uranus. So in the collective, we could see this sudden rising of, you know, Scorpio-related themes. And the response to that, especially because it's in the third deacon of Scorpio, could be very subdued or very feminine, like you wouldn't expect, you know, in mm -hmm. some type of way. Um, <clears throat> so I would just say that for the collective. And then just internally, it's really about... <sighs> Nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. And so I feel like this new moon is really a chance for you. You know, it's symbolized by the eagle, the phoenix rising. It's ruled by the moon. So this is very much an emotional redemption deep down in your soul. Mm -hmm. um, and that is an inside job. And so this is about setting intentions of building on your worthiness and the power you have to transform your life and make a difference. I love that. Um, so this is again, and we talked last week about this gate 14 and the combination between the 43 and 23. Um, and those are coming up again here. Um, so the gate 14 is, is power skills, which is where the moon's going to be. And that it's letting go of the fear and worry over money and being willing and also like letting go of, um, Comp where you compromise in your life, like where you are letting certain things, where you're letting people take advantage of you, where you're not setting, you know, appropriate boundaries. I was watching this video of this girl who was, um, it was like corporate, working at corporate be like, and they were like, oh, you know, we'd love to give you the job, um, you know, and she's like, okay, you know, here's, uh, I noticed that these are the job duties, but then it says, you know, additional duties as... Um, you know, as assigned. And she's like, could you just tell me what those additional duties would be? And they were like, oh, you know, well, we, we don't really know. It's kind of like, and she was just being like really setting boundaries. Like, well, you know, because can you see where that would lead to me just like doing everything and not getting compensated for it? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's really about, um, you know, being at peace about the resources that you have and also trusting that you don't have to settle. Um, you don't have to uh, go against your integrity in order to find something, you know, that you can find something that is aligned with you. And so it's really about rethinking work, um, changing the definition of work, um, to no, to, but being more about transforming society and transforming our us into the new world as opposed to um the just gaining 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 material just buying more crap basically yeah 
And I would just say for Aries rising, the new moon is happening in the 8th house. By the way, so is the next transit we're going to talk about on the 18th. So this applies. Um, oh so this is the 8th house. So this is a, the start of a two-year two cycle, some sort of new beginning um, where you're joining resources with other people, where you're um, stepping into your power and allowing other people, so you know, excited. to... It's, it, it is in my solar return that way. So it's very yeah. exciting. Um so really just about accepting these new beginnings, making sure you're connecting and collaborating with the right people because that opposite second house is going to benefit, right? With that uh, opposition from Uranus, this could be some sort of, you know, sudden rise in your income. It doesn't have to be this negative thing. Right. Um, the conjunction to Mars, you may have to take action, you yeah. know, but when you do... There's the windfall, right? Yes. Um, and then for Taurus, it's the seventh house versus the first house. And so this could be more about, there could be contracts that Taurus Rising is getting involved in as well. Um, I know in your and Isaac's case, you're doing it together. Yep. So that makes sense too. Um, it's happening in his seventh house. So that would be the, the new contract that you guys are going in and doing together, which is also going to benefit the way he feels about himself, the way he feels like he's showing up, that sort of thing, because it's first house, right? Mm. Um, and then Gemini 6th versus 12th. So really about um, c cementing rituals in your everyday life that make you feel powerful. Um, they really need to be part of... Because the 6th house is very hard with Scorpio there, you yeah. know? Um, you almost feel like you go through a transformation every day. <laughs> um, and so just, you know, putting some rituals in place like we talked about previously where you can just kind of keep yourself grounded um, because that that sudden energy from Uranus is in your tw the 12th house for Gemini. Mm -hmm. Um, so it could be very unexpected, almost like more so than for other people because that house is hidden. So, yeah. um, cancer, it's five versus 11. So I would just say, um, this is probably something that happens, um, in your network of people in your groups, you know, group of friends or the people, you know, something like that happens. Um, and it starts a new beginning with you either in some sort of entrepreneurship. Um, maybe you're going to become a parent, you know, maybe you get, maybe you're pregnant. So that's going to change how society views you. Mm -hmm. Um, anything fifth house related. So pleasure, joy, fun, romance, you know, all of that is new beginnings, very powerful stuff there right nice. now. Um, Leo would be four and 10. So it's happening in the house of home family, um, roots and it is opposing um, Uranus in the house of career, life, direction, authority. Um, so That's you, right? yeah, that is me. Yeah. So something could happen with my career, my job, somebody in authority over me, or something could happen at home. Either way, but there it starts a new process in my home and family environment. Oh. Um, I personally think I know what it is, but yes, that's, I mean, there's a lot changing, like we talked about in episode, the the last episode with the health stuff and just, you know, having to step up and kind of get everybody on a, a better routine and things like that so that I can go out and do what I want to do and everything's still running smoothly and I don't have to do it all. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of it for me. Um, Virgo, third, ninth house. So um, something maybe shifts in the way you think about the world, your philosophy um, that helps you start communicating better, adopting a different mindset, um, something new starting in your local community, a group you may be joining, something like that. Hmm. Um, Libra, it's two and eight. So um, the new moon is in the second house, so new beginnings around personal resources, um, new things, you know, you may find that you value completely different things than you used to, and so you change things around that. 
um, the shock or sudden thing could come from other people's resources, you know, um, yeah. anything that they're giving you. Um, and it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be good or bad. It just, it's energy. <laughs> um, Scorpio first and seven. Um, really, this is a really good time for Scorpio rising to um, really get to know who they are and really get in touch with their identity. Um, it's going to be difficult because I feel like it's almost like the Scorpio risings are feeling like with that Uranus in the seventh house, like everybody else is like, in upheaval kind in of? upheaval yeah. and they just kind of want to retreat right. and i and so so that can be a little difficult there's a lot happening for them in their first house right now so mm, my poor little daughter <laughs> yeah a lot of identity questions you know who am i who do i want to be um am i surrounded by the right people you may have a sudden breakup or enter a relationship suddenly mm -hmm. um Hopefully not my nine-year-old. No, 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 no. <laughs> she might get in a fight with one of her friends. <laughs> um, Sagittarius rising, um, the new moon, and, and Kazemi is happening in the 12th house. So this is just about um, setting intentions around doing the shadow work, around not letting, um, not sabotaging yourself anymore. You know, that sixth house is, you know, sudden things happen maybe with a health issue because you don't take care of yourself. You're not eating mm -hmm. right. You're not doing the right things. Or something can happen with your job. Um, you know, but this is going to retire, re require um, some deep internal reflection. With Capricorn, it's 11.5, so um, something beginning in friendships, networking, long-term goals and plans, um, and then something could, you might have to give up some pleasure for that, is how I would view the opposition yeah. to the fifth house. You might have to work a little harder, give up a little pleasure. And then Aquarius, it's 10.4, so new beginnings in career, a life direction, um, versus home and family. So things could be happening in the home and family that are shaking up things in your career. And then Pisces 9-3. So you might notice after the new moon in this Kazemi that over the next two years, your beliefs change drastically and you start communicating very differently. Huh. That's interesting. So. <clears throat> Definitely a lot of change on the horizon. For sure. Um. When then this big one, right? The two-year cycle on the 25th, or the 18th, I'm sorry. Uh, November 18th, we have a Mars Kazemi at 25 Scorpio, which is a new two-year cycle. Um, the two and the five is seven. So really, this is introspective energy, um, which I believe when we're talking about Mars and the sun, we're talking about taking action, right? Um, in a Scorpio way, very powerful way. Mm -hmm. um, the most powerful thing we can do is go within. Yes. So I think this is really good energy to remember over the next couple of years that anytime things seem a certain way on the surface, you kind of need to go sit with yourself a bit. Mm. I love that this is still in um, the gate 14 of power skills um, because this is, and also at the two line, which two is feminine again, um, and also in human design, two represents the hermit, right? So it's um, letting things come in and... Um, not necessarily, you might not be like going out and getting, it's more of that switching into more of that feminine, um, receiving and believing and trusting energy. Uh, so I love that. Um, and of course you, it's Mars. So, you know, you're going to kind of maybe want to go out and, and you might get into a little fear, um, and worry about things, but it's a, just like we, I think we talked last episode, if we can work through that entire feeling of fear, we'll find at the end that we're not really afraid of it anymore. 
you know, like, I'm not afraid anymore. Um, when <laughs> the guy, when the, Kevin in Home Alone decided he wasn't going to be afraid of the uh, bad guys, you know what I mean? So yeah. we just, you just make a decision <clears throat> that, you know, no matter what's going on, because like you said, this is a, this is a spiritual war. Yeah, they're fighting in the 3D, but our war is really in the 5D. And yeah. they try to keep us from knowing that because if they can push the the hustle competitive culture, right, mm-hmm. that keeps them alive. That yep. keeps them in power. And so when we are fighting that on the 3D plane, we're not. it's harder to win. Yeah. It's really about going within, recognizing your own power, your own intuition, your own softness. Um, you know, I feel like this is on the collective level almost like the sacred rage we've been feeling is like born into an action plan, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, yeah, and then just personal, it would be introspection on when you're acting from ego, when you're acting from soul. And sometimes you do need to act from ego. Um, I'm not somebody who would ever say that you the, the ego death is necessary. I feel like we need a certain amount of ego to stick up for ourselves and to assert ourselves. And to stay alive. And really. to, Yes, <laughs> and to stay alive. So, um, But internal processes, you know, preparing us for big revelations. Um, there's this sort of rebirth in our motivations and the momentum we have. Um, good time to clarify our goals and our projects um, as well. Um, anybody yes. that you are joining resources with, because we're talking about... Scorpio, and people may not talk about this as much, we talk about Scorpio and Taurus, like those are the wealth signs, Mm -hmm. Um, the abundance, the wealth, the power axis. Um, And with Taurus, we we get this idea of, okay, I want to build this earthly material possessions, you know, have these possessions and have money. And there's nothing wrong with that. But remember, Scorpio is here to say, hey, if you died tomorrow, would any of that matter? Yeah. So there's a balance to be reached there. Um, You want to be operating from a place of power and from spiritual motivations um, to do good in the world. You you know, there's enough people out there at collecting wealth to hoard it. Yeah. Taurus to to me is like, it's, it's young, right? So it's like playful. It's like, um, but it's like the, I want to buy toys and food and, you know, fun stuff. And Scorpio's like, no, no, you need to be buying assets. (laughs) You need to be building a legacy. You need to be, what is this going to, you know, what, uh, none of that, the, the toys that does, that does not matter. Um, you know, it's how it's heart centered, right? You're, we are building a heart centered world where we have been rooted in fear and lack. And now it's going to be abundance. And, um, you know, but when you, when you have abundance and you have that feeling of just like, I know everything is going to be okay in your heart then there's nothing that is more powerful than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing can overcome that, and they know that, and so that's why they're trying to make us scared shitless of everything. Yeah, and in, in, in this as above, so below, because, you know, I, I talk a lot about how in my life, you know, in, in order to change it to get where I am, um, one of the things I had to do a lot was remind myself that if I deem myself worthy, there is nobody else who can convince me otherwise. Right. You know, and so that's the first step. Like, I, I'm freaking worthy, 
And if you want to spend time trying to belittle me or make me feel like I'm not, then I don't want you in my life and you can go bother somebody else. Right. You know, it's really just that mindset. And like I said, whether you feel like it in that moment or not, you act from that space and the feelings follow. Yes. Um, and so that's very much on the collective level true as well. Like whatever they're feeding you, you do not have to buy that. You do not have to sit at their table. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, in fact, turn your TV completely off. The best legacy <laughs> you could leave behind is the legacy of teaching people to own their power. Like, we talk about, oh, yes, I want to leave my kids something so they're not suffering uh, financially after I'm gone, of course. And that's great. But people don't talk enough about, you know, leaving them an emotional legacy. Leaving yes. them a, a legacy of empowerment and and conquering fears and, and that sort of thing. Because that's just as important in my it's opinion. It's more important. Yeah. I mean, yes, we live in this 3D world and then we need things to survive. But to what end do we need more stuff? Why, that's It's just not important anymore. It's... You know, when when you have people around the world that are faced with their actual life, their survival, and, you know, we're, you know, still in such a place of privilege here thinking, you know, our, even with our own struggles, um, aren't even a, you know, tenth of what other people are going through. And so, yeah, I completely agree that it's, it, it, we have to get to where we are enough um, for ourselves and to drown out the rest of the noise because there's always going to be people coming in telling us that, you know, we're not enough, we're not good enough, and, you know, we just have to learn that, you know, shoe fly, don't bother me, like, you know, get, a, get away from me. That's not the energy that I accept. And then once you, uh, the only thing that actually even invites that kind of energy in is because somewhere in you believes it. Mm -hmm. And so when you completely clear yourself of that, people don't, they don't talk shit because they just, they, it's not, they don't even get on your algorithm. Well, you stop reacting to it, right? Yeah. Even in my, even in my first marriage, um, before we like stopped talking for good, we were having a conversation. I had already moved out at this point and was like living on my own with the kids. And, and he told me that he could tell. Like when that shift happened for me and it was because I stopped reacting. Mm. Um, I, you know, I went from begging him to talk to me, let's work this out to just letting him be mad and going on a walk. Like, I don't give a shit what <laughs> you got a, to say, you yeah. know? So they've written songs about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, this energy of you're, I'm done listening to you. I've yeah. given you a chance to, you know, rise to the occasion um, which is very interesting, um, just with all the stuff going on in my home and family and you having told me that I have a um, uh, defined will center. Yes. And how I may have to be the one to step up and do things first for John to follow. And I couldn't figure out, like, why does that make me so angry? Yeah. And it's because in my first marriage, I did that. I did all the work. I stayed up and poured through the research. I made the changes and he didn't want any part of that. But he is not John. Right. Right? John is a completely different person. And I know you're right. So that's something I've been personally working through within myself. But it's just funny how once you gain self-awareness, you go, why do I feel that way? Right. You know? Um, and then, of course, if I don't work through it, then next thing you know, I'm going to resent John and we're going to have issues in our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really important, this idea of just self self-awareness, self-reflection, 
and channeling your rage in healthy ways. <laughs> and I mean, if you're really truly doing the work for yourself, I mean, it, you, you're not going to do anything or want your partner to do anything that you wouldn't do anyway. So if you focus it like I am doing this completely for myself and either your partner will be on board or they'll or not. fall away, but it, it's still, you're still going to be in a better place for it. So there's yep. no point of being, you know, resentful or bitter about having to lead um, you know, in a relationship. And, and if more people led themselves in their relationships as opposed to uh, expecting their partner to lead them, then we would be in a t- completely different place in this world. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. We, you know, we have a problem with wanting to, again, and I think it comes down to a lot of what we're taught in in religion and in school, that we're placing authority outside of ourselves and we don't know our own power and so we don't trust ourselves to make decisions and go with that intuition we're taught to ignore that and so but we have I mean human design teaches you exactly how you should be making decisions you know with us it's very in the moment like we know what's right or wrong for us right away because we have a splenic authority whereas in you know people like my husband who has an emotional authority uh, he has a defined emotional uh, solar plexus, and so anytime you have that, you have emotional authority, period. And so he has to wait. He might get, you know, be riding the wave of, he has emotional waves that he rides, and so if he's on like an up wave, he might overcommit himself to things because he's super excited. But then he wakes up the next day and he's like, oh God, I don't really have any time to do any of this and I really want to do this. And so it's important for them to take that time, whether it be five minutes or five months with bigger decisions to really know where they're at a place where they're feeling the same, you know, positive way about it, regardless of what's going on. Um, and so no understanding your authority uh, is very, very important, I think, uh, for this this reason and coming into this um, this new cycle. Yeah, and I would say, you know, um, the human design, then your numerology is important, the astrology, knowing all of that stuff really does help. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it's um, like the cheat code in the game. Yeah, so it really is. Yeah, because... You know, for me, and, you know, I have that martyr line that we've talked about. And so prior to astrology, prior to when I became an atheist, I very much martyred myself, even as an atheist. Mm -hmm. I feel like I martyred myself for the cause of atheism, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I studied human design, or not human design, human behavior and psychology and that sort of scientific Mm-hmm. baseline and then after um about a year after I left my first marriage I had what I would consider because I'd already been awoken psychologically yeah um and had a lot of self-awareness but then I I had this like spiritual awakening where I came into astrology and for the first time I didn't feel like I had to martyr myself for something or go out and convince everybody else of right. it do you know and so this I think that's why it stuck the longest for me um it just works when I when I saw my chart and I, and I started to understand it, it had literally described who I was, like, mm-hmm. my whole life. And just the same with the, the human design mm-hmm. um, and why it took so long with those undefined lower centers to find, you know, peace and stability and yeah. all those things. And so so this stuff is very much helpful to know. Um, and we've talked to you guys before about 
um, looking at the charts of those around you. So your spouse, your partner, your children, um, your friendships, like Liz and I will look at each other's stuff. Mm -hmm. So just knowing kind of what's going on for them is really helpful too in not taking things personal. I mean, if you think that the powers that be... I mean, J.P. Rock or who was it? J.P. Morgan. I was say J.P. Rockefeller. Uh, J.P. Morgan said, I think, was him, one of those old rich dudes, um, that millionaires don't study astrology. Billionaires do. <laughs> so, and the same goes for numerology. The whole stock market, the whole, you know, um, crypto. I'm really, I'm into crypto, and and that is very much runs on astrology and that and numerology, those algorithms. Uh, and so when when you can figure those things out, I mean, there's numerologists that go that get kicked out of casinos in Las Vegas because they're winning so much because they understand, you know, how the numbers and everything play out, and that you know this person's going to do well this year because of certain transits. This person's going to not do so well because, you know what I mean? So And it, it can be tough too. Like there's been years I've looked at my chart and I've gone, oh, this is not going to be an easy year. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can look at like what perfection year are you in? Yeah. You know, 12th house perfection years for me, that was 2020. That was a tough freaking year for a lot of people. This year is a very tough year for me. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's tough. And so no, but knowing that ahead of time is almost a comfort because then I know not to plan anything major that year and it's not that you can't do things it's just going to be a more introspective year yeah. right and so um, just knowing those things are really helpful and I would just say as we hit mid-November um, and we end this week uh, we have the sun at 26 Scorpio and two plus six is eight Scorpio is the eighth sign mm. um, and money. so yeah money, money and, it, and power money and power so so what you know, the sun is our ego. So it's really time for you to align your ego with a sense of worthiness and power. Because we always, like I said, we always talk about the ego death. Um, but to me, it's not about that at all. It's about a healthy ego. Mm. What is a healthy ego? What does it look like to stand in your power? Um, the moon is going to be in uh, about three Aquarius, I would say, within the mid-month where we're at now. So this is, again, conversation centered around your community and building a tribe of people, right? Mm -hmm. Mercury is going to be um, at 12, so dare to dream bigger. One plus two is three. Again, yep. it's going to be in Sagittarius. Um, dream bigger. Number three is creative conversations about those dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and then Venus will be at 11 Libra, and Venus represents women and also money, right, and, mm -hmm. and receptivity. 11 is a master number, which breaks down to what? Two. Yep. So the way you want to, yeah, the way you want to go forward, connecting with other people, Venus, and Libra connection, yep. is to collaborate and to collaborate with people who also know their power. Yes. Um, I don't know if you if you want to talk anything um, about the gates or because I I got a lot I could say, but oh, I don't no, want to feel okay. like you're not. <laughs> um, I actually well no because it's gonna be it would be a lot I feel like um. I guess the main thing I feel like I want to say is that there will be lots of things to distract our attention. And the most important thing that we can do is be conscious, be in the present, be um, stand firm in what we believe in. And even if you're still exploring, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are dis deconstructing from religion, that are, you know, confused. They don't, you know, I mean, and of course there's, I mean, you can find anything that'll tell you any narrative that you want 
in the whole world. It's just you have to figure out what actually feels right to you. And that's that, that too, that intuitiveness, that um, divine feminine. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot to go... Um, you know, into all the gates, but I think you can keep going with what we're looking at. Yeah, well, Mars is at 25 Scorpio, of course, just rebirthed by the sun, and 2 plus 5 is 7, so what is the action we need to take? It's spiritual, it's internal, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the secret is, again, it's not that you never have to hustle, you never have to put work in, you do, but most of the work is really internal. Mm -hmm. um, that That's where your power lives, is inside of you, and you got to quit giving it away. Um, and then here we are with an eight again, right? Jupiter's at eight Taurus. So creating wealth in the real world, expanding your idea of what kind of life that you are worthy and deserving of and that everyone <laughs> is worthy I mean, and deserving start, of. Start, I would say with that, and we talked a lot about the gate 14 power skills, and that's um, a lot to do kind of with this as well, is um, find what do you love to do? What it, I mean, if you could, if you didn't have to worry about money, what would be your passion? Because like this new world, we're going to need all kinds of people that can do all kinds of different stuff. And so starting to hone those skills and take this time when it's, you know, a little bit colder outside and maybe not as much stuff going on to, you know, really light some fire under that creative passion that you have whatever it is whether it's I was talking to my assistant the other day and she was talking about how she's into she just started sourdough which I'm like that's a whole community like you can there's people doing all kinds of stuff with sourdough bread and um you know realizing that it's the pretty much the most healthy bread you can eat because it doesn't have yeast in it um and it's you know just made from fermented dough basically and so she's she's really getting into it and but anything like that whether you like to paint anything that's a creative outlet for you also is going to raise your vibration I think about when you and I were at our we did a um, full moon uh, ritual and went to a, a gathering and I felt a total shift after that, like just doing that. But um, painting rocks, painting the there rocks, was music yeah. and poetry and yes. drums and yeah, yeah, all of those like creative things that you know that you love. I mean, even they said that even just five minutes of painting starts to raise your vibration like uh, just tremendously. Coloring, um, crocheting, you know, whatever it is that you like to do, do it. Well, because consciousness creates. Yes. Right? And so when we're creating, we're tapped into that consciousness and bringing things to life. And that's really perfect for the Saturn direct at zero Pisces, right? Because I keep saying Saturn and Pisces is about what are you going to commit to to bring your dreams to reality? And at zero, we're talking nothingness. And so there's no restrictions or limitations but the ones in your mind. Yep. If you choose to live in that matrix of lack and fear and... Because Saturn's still sitting there in the gate of abundance, like, if y'all would just trust. Right, <laughs> just tr right. <laughs> just trust me. Just trust, you know, that things will, um, you know, come through, you know. But again, that it's a very melancholic gate. It's very romantic. It's very musical. It's very, um, you know, it's a, an emotional gate. So it's... Uh, looking, you know, improving your emotional state and doing things that will put you in a better emotional place consciously is going to be very important during this time. Yeah, and then Uranus is at 20 Taurus, which is again two. So this divine feminine, you know, Taurus is um, material resources. So taking risk, um, intuitive, 
you know, risk and being receptive um, can increase our resources and stability. We can start viewing luxury in a different way. Um, and there could be some shakeups brought to the material world and the resources we all share and need because obviously that's Uranus and Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is again at 20 degrees. This is my exact opposition second pass. Yay. This is at you know, uh, <laughs> 23, which we've talked about yeah. a lot, but it's the throat energy. Mm. So, so, well, and that's Taurus. Taurus loves the throat. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, too, that takes me back to us talking about, you know, language being so important and how we speak and Oof. what we say. And we're talking about our material resources. I'm going to do an episode on that. We totally can. We totally can because there's so much I could say about that. And you know, because uh, we obviously talk privately outside right. of this, um, that there's been a lot of financial shakeups in yes. my life. And the way that I'm that I have talk about those is very important, which is why like the other day I think I told you John wanted to have a conversation like in that moment. Mm-hmm. And like I knew like this is not the moment to talk about it. Right. <laughs> you know? Because I don't wanna speak from fear and I don't wanna speak from lack. Because it's not what you do, it's <clears throat> who you are when you're doing it. So yes. it's your emotional state when you're going in. Those are the vibes you're giving off. So if you're miserable but you forced yourself to go do something that you didn't want to do that's not a good thing. That's, you know, you got to be firm in doing, you know, what you want or compromising so that you can feel still feel good. Well, and Jupiter's trying all my second house stuff right now, so I'm going to be okay financially. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's just the truth. If I trust the astrology. Yeah, Jupiter's and, running right through my second house. Yeah, yeah. So, so all the, yeah, there's shakeups, right? Because we're, we're talking about Uranus and your second house of finances. And yep. my, so yeah, there's a lot of shakeups. Um, but Jupiter brings gifts. Mm-hmm. So Uranus is shaking things up, but Jupiter is almost this knowing that like, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. Jupiter is philosophy. So just adopt a philosophy that no matter what it looks like, yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. And, and to be honest, it usually does. Yes, it does. You know, you might have to cut a few things out here, look at something here, but you're usually able to solve those we're, things. We're, we are born creators. We create, you know, our reality literally. And so we can create our way out of things too. And, and, um, but we just, we get so into trying to avoid pain at all costs and trying to like maintain our comfort level at all costs, but that nobody grew from that. That does not, you know, discomfort breeds innovation. (laughs) It does. You know, as much as people don't want to talk about like the tougher transits and stuff, um, they're really important. Yeah. You know, if nothing ever shook us up, we wouldn't accomplish a damn thing. No. (laughs) And people are much more likely, you know, to move away Mm -hmm. from pain. Pain is the ultimate motivator, right? I mean, that's, that's much more... Because it's tangible, whereas, you know, we, we say, oh, we wish moving toward pleasure was just as uh, rewarding. It can be, but it's it's something that we're moving toward that we have experienced, whereas the pain we've experienced. And so avoiding that pain is what we kind of focus on, which kind of can put us in a negative mindset in a way is that we're looking at you know, a lot of what's going wrong instead of being grateful for what's going right. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I was, you know, every night, and, I, and I've said this before, when I lay down, I force myself to think about all the things that are going right in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, this connection I have with you, the podcast, all the things that I'm doing, you know, out on my own right now that are fun. Are, I'm so grateful for that. 
I'm grateful for the connection I have with my children, the ability, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just whatever I can find um, to be grateful for, because it would be very easy. I mean, to, with all the health stuff and the financial stuff and everything going on for me to fall into that, like, oh, I just can't do it. The pain mm-hmm. is too much. You know what I mean? It would be super easy. So it, we're talking about very intentional stuff here. You have to be very intentional with it. And then you have to trust that over time, the more intentional and consistent you are, the easier that it gets. Because it doesn't ever get what I would call easy. I mean, you're, we still deal with hard stuff, right? Well, Even though we believe this stuff. Well, this is reality. So we, there's, not, there's always going to be ups and downs. That's what we signed up for. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So just being very intentional. You know, Neptune is at 24 Pisces. So here we are with the illusions of the old guard again and religion being exposed. Um, two plus four is six. And so what do we want? Reciprocity and equality. Mm. That is, we talk about Neptune and Pisces. What is real spirituality? What is real religion? What is real good philosophy? reciprocity and equality right that's the divine message that we need to be putting out there right yes. now. yes um and then yeah just a couple more things so the pluto is going to be at 28 capricorn and of course he's tidying up <laughs> yep still <laughs> <in> <laughs> <laughs> What is gate 60 again? 60 is um, acceptance. Um, it's it's a root gate, so it's the sudden pressure to want to change the world. Uh, he's really trying to encourage that. <laughs> so anybody out there that's, you know, wanting to do like this kind of work or speak about their truth, you know, that's very age of Aquarius. And Pluto is, is sitting right there at the end of Capricorn being like, come on, come on. Come on. And so, yeah. Yeah, really teaching you that, you know, you are your own structure. You are your own legacy. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, he's, you know, he's tidying up. He's he's revealed a lot about our governments, our entertainment world, just the world in general, right? And what we know is the elite are few, um, and we are many. And 2 plus 8 is 10, and so this is a cycle ending, and 1 plus 0 is 1. So something new is beginning. Um, acceptance, the gate of acceptance also um, is a six, right? We want, what do we want? Reciprocity and equality um, in the gate of acceptance. How do we get to where we have reciprocity and equality? We accept that the current structures are not working and have to be eliminated. Yes. Um, and there's fear in that. There's a lot of fear. I mean, I, I hear um, <clears throat> people talking about like, oh, I wish we could, you know, why aren't women wanting to be wives anymore why aren't women wanting to you know take care of and it's like well yeah if you could get us in a time machine and go back to the 1950s when we didn't have to have two incomes uh, okay but we do we live in a different world now i i just wouldn't want to go back there just because no, of women's neither. rights <laughs> neither. what i'm saying is like that's the argument like oh we need to somehow get things back to where they used to be that's not ever going to happen. Evolution first doesn't of all. work backwards. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and so, but people get so afraid that their comfort is going to be disrupted and that they are going to have to experience pain. And so they run from that. Absolutely. Um, and I would just say that really leads us to the north and south node. They're at 23 Aries and Libra. Two plus three is what? Five, which was another big number we talked about. Yeah. Um, so changes to the way we communicate, the way we connect, more collaboration, less competition. We can demand respect, right, that we can go on to earn. That's fine. We need to be able to set boundaries with the north node and Aries and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also don't want to leave each other behind, right? Um 
that there's also a limit there because do you stick around with people who are trying to keep you small and afraid of your potential? No. Mm. Um, so just knowing when to walk away and when to, to help is really powerful. Um, we are powerful on our own, but together much more so if you're with the right people. So the North Node here, I said I wasn't going to do Gates, but I'm <laughs> um, is in Gate 42, line 5, <clears throat> which that line name is Six and five. Full Potential. Um, and it is the gate of growth. Uh, and so an increase. So it is, you know, it makes you want to finish what you've begun. Um, and it, it just is a kind of a maximizing your, your personal potential. So definitely... Um, and then the south node is in gate 32, three plus two is five, line five, adapt, adaptation, um, which is the gate of continuity uh, coming out of the spleen. So it's adapting to change and, you know, being able to kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I think the best way we can, because it's not the strong who survive all of this, it's the mo those most adaptable to change, right? That's true. Those of us who have learned how to regulate our nervous systems and, you know, make better decisions are going to be more apt to survive whatever happens. Yep. Um, and so in Libra, you need to teach other people that. You need to connect with other people who know that because that's how we adapt. That's how we, you know, we grow and we thrive among chaos. I mean, you know? we're moving in from a, you know, a very earthen structure uh, and earth and water to like air. And, you know, that's very, it has to be. It goes wherever it wants, you know. I mean, water does too, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Capricorn is very structured. It's, it's the bones of your body. It's the hard. It's like granite, you know. And so, moving granite or chipping away at granite is not easy. No, and that's why everything is so hard sometimes yes. <laughs> because of this Capricorn energy. But, like she's saying, we're moving to the age of Aquarius, which is much more. Um, we think it and it is so. It is yes. much less hustle and much more alignment between our thoughts and our emotions and yes. our communities and things like that. So, um, and the last thing I'll leave them with is uh, Chiron at 16 Aries. And so we are going within, this is six plus one is seven. So it's really us going within to heal wounds related to the spirit of imposter syndrome. We're healing the wound that tells us to be small and quiet, to not take up space. Um, it's really introspection, again, that's going to heal those wounds. That's going to get you to understand that you're worthy of pioneering your best life. Mm, I love that. Um, I, unfortunately, a lot of human design software does not show your Chiron, so I don't have that right in front of me. But um, I know Jupiter has been uh, running across my personal Chiron, so, which is in gate two, gate of feminine energy. Uh, <laughs> Gee, I wonder what that I message know. is. <laughs> the gifts are yeah. when you embrace your worth yes. and uh, heal your wounds. Heal your wounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's gifts and there. Yeah, even not even as much healing as accepting. Accepting, you know? yeah. Uh, it's it's. I think we get in. We can get kind of lost in shadow sometimes, and in shadow work, and going down, and like, oh, you know. But if you just be like, yep, that's who I am, and yep, that's what happened, and 
and it's brought me to this point. So I'm grateful for that. It reminds me of that scene I've always loved in the movie Eight Mile. I don't know. I, I'm not usually one that talks about I know. movies, but I like, love this I was movie. Like, You've seen a movie, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love this movie. And it and it it's his story. You know, he's in Detroit and he's doing the rap battles and stuff. And the very last one, he goes first, and he basically cuts himself down says all these things about himself and then goes here and i'll tell these motherfuckers something they don't know about me you know what i mean so yeah she's right just full acceptance of yourself where you're at on your journey is what's going to help you grow on that journey you can't really change what you don't accept and that's true individually and collectively i think you know like, um, I can't accept that it's, like, 4 o'clock and it's, like, getting dark right now. I know. <laughs> Dang, time changes. Oh, I thought that was supposed to be over, but... <laughs> anyway, well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week on the Projector Planet podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next week uh, to see what the energy has in store for us all. Take care, guys. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Projector Planet podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe. This will guarantee you stay up to date on what next week's energy will bring. If you feel called to leave us a review to help the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, and we will see you next week for more astrological and human design forecasts.